Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. Welcome to the Rockets Jazz postgame show. And hey, I usually have my partner, RG Seal, for these postgames, but he's on the road for work and had some complications, so he can't do this one. I don't typically subject everyone to just my rambling on for a few minutes, but I know this is a huge game. I wanted to get some of my thoughts out there. The series that we've been all waiting for for a year. So uh, just bear with me and I'm going to just throw some different things out there. You know, I said the Rockets were going to take this series in six games when we were doing our predictions. And even as I was saying it, I'm not sure I really bought into it because there were so many details in that Jazz series that the Rockets just weren't getting down. And a lot of that stuff was on the defensive end. Some of the stuff that I, I just didn't like from some of the players and how they were reacting to situations. Maybe I <laughs> just hoped it was the weirdness of playing the Jazz. But as the Golden State series is playing out, some of those things are happening. But before I get into the big picture, I honestly do feel like the Rockets have had some bad luck these first couple of games. Everybody knows about the officiating in game one. You can't beat maybe the most talented team in history when you lose a game. You should have won. You know, I, I hate dwelling on officials, but, you know, we all know. We saw it. It, it. It's the case that they admitted 17 calls that they blew that were Rockets calls. 11 calls they blew were Golden State calls. That's a major difference in, in a game that, that's that close. And maybe against another team you can overcome it. Not against Golden State. I mean, we we, we got to be honest. I mean, it's one of the great teams of all time. Then game two, you lose Harden for a whole quarter with the Draymond poke in the eye. Well, you can't lose your MVP for a quarter. Yes, they held their ground while he was out, but even if he's healthy, law of averages, he starts hitting shots. Maybe you make up some ground right there. But it wasn't just that, you know, it just wasn't, you know, him missing a quarter. But to be honest, he wasn't the same when he came back. He didn't get back in rhythm until much later in the game. You know, Harden, he's barely going to get credit for this because the Rockets didn't win and because He's James Harden, and the easy thing is to trash him, sometimes by even Rockets fans. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it as well, but nobody respects how much he wants to be out there on the court all the time as much as I do. I mean, I appreciate the fact that he, he does want to be out there. He, he does want to, uh, you know, be out there. Sometimes to it feels like the Rockets' detriment because you want him to rest maybe, but, you know, you got to love the fact that he, he wants to play He's a player. He's a gamer. Um, sometimes we think, oh, it's for the MVP or he's trying to build up stats. No, I think he, it, it's there's no doubt. The guy wants to be out there all the time, and it's not just for building up the numbers. But um, what he did to stay out there, just tremendous heart, tons of guts. I mean, it did not look comfortable for him. I was not comfortable watching him. You're wincing and, and squinting just watching him wince and squint and have it to deal with that. So... You know, big ups to to James Harden for, you know, just having the courage to, to get out there and stay out there and deal with all that and try to help the Rockets win. You know, these guys, they worked the whole season to be in this position. And it's just a shame that those two things happened in the first couple of games. And, and yes, there's there's some issues. And let me get, I'll deep dive into some, some specifics and micro going into, into game two. The big thing is the rebounds. The rebounds were just... The, I mean, the Rockets were terrible on the defensive glass. The Golden State eating up the offensive boards. It, it wasn't good 
uh, in game one either. But I mean, the Golden State Warriors had 91 shots. The Rockets had 77 shots. You can't keep giving Golden State one of the best shooting teams in history, maybe the best shooting team in history, more and more chances time and time again to shoot over and over again. And the Rockets, their size going into this series was going to be an issue. Not the size necessarily inside, but when you've got James Harden and Eric Gordon and and, and and Chris Paul, especially Chris Paul, those three guys out on the court at all times, they were taking advantage of the Chris Paul mismatch uh, a lot. You would see him get ice on Draymond Green, and it was just easy pickings underneath. So that that was killing you. You know, Chris Paul does what he can with his size, but you know, it, it's almost impossible to deal with that. And that that also killed him on the boards. There were some times where they should have blocked out. That would have helped. We saw Dan Tony get Daniel House's face uh, at one of those instances. But I mean, that's uh, that's a killer, really, and it's been a killer in this series. You know, it, it, it was hurting him some with the with Utah, but Utah has the size. It's one of the bigger teams, and the Rockets were able to take advantage you know, with their speed and quickness at times and their ability to hit outside shots. So it, it more equaled out. But in this series, you know, it matters. And, and, and th- that gets back to Chris Paul in the big picture and, and paying him $40 million a year. And we've talked about that on the show a number of times. But, you know, Chris Paul, I'm sorry, but it, it, it's looking worse and worse, that contract going forward. They got him for three more years at $40 million a year. And he doesn't look as good as Eric Gordon in the playoffs. I mean, Eric Gordon has, has played better. Eric Gordon is, is much better defensively one-on-one. Chris Paul does some things defensively as far as stealing the ball and using his hands, but Eric Gordon as a one-on-one defender is way better. His outside shot is better. Chris Paul cannot get his outside shot going in the postseason. You know, I talked about concerns with his legs. Uh, as you get older, somebody with his size, he's going to have to rely on on legs because he is smaller but you can't rely on him as you get older and you just don't have him as much and and you can tell out there and and there's just some things athletically that he can't do anymore and we've seen the dip even from last year in the postseason where you know I thought he was playing at a great level and really carrying the Rockets to some of the games this postseason he's just you know especially against Golden State when you really need him uh, and when James Harden was gone, he just couldn't give you some points when you needed some points. And you're paying a guy $40 million. It, it just can't be passing. You know, it can't be ball handling. It's, it's gotta be, he's got to score. And, and that's, that's an issue going forward. And, and also rebounding. It also comes to Clint Capella and Clint Capella had a better game in game two. And he got complimented a lot by the broadcast team, but look, Clint Capella has not been good. The first couple of games. Clint Capella talked a lot of game, said, hey, we want Golden State before the series started. That's fine. You know, what else are you going to say? You knew they were, that's who you're going to face. But Clint Capella hasn't done it. And the first series against Utah, we chalked it up to it's the infection that he had and dealing with that. You know, maybe there's an issue still there where he's still recovering, but, you know, you, you're not hearing it anymore. And so this has got to be on Clint Capella, the basketball player, and the toughness that he plays inside. They need more rebounds. They need him to uh, be more physical in there. And, and, and they need him to, to finish sometimes better, not necessarily uh, always with just you know putting the ball in the basket, but just sometimes it's just been where he hasn't been able to hold onto the ball. And that's been one of the real pluses with Clint Capella as his career has gone forward and he's gotten better and better. 
you know, he does show at the hands. And the, this series, it's not been good. His free throw shooting in the postseason has totally regressed back to old Clint Capella. He, he looks uncomfortable at the line. It looks like a bad shot, bad form, everything. I mean, that is something that you just couldn't live with, with, you know, trying to beat the Warriors with a uh, subpar Clint Capella. It just, you can't do it. You need everybody to be at the top of their game. The, the guys that have been at the top of the game, both in the playoffs and in this series, P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon have played exceptional on the defensive end, offensively, uh, for the most part, hitting shots. P.J. Tucker struggled in game one of this ser- series, but, you know, overall, P.J. Tucker's three-point shooting in the playoffs has been really good. He made some really difficult shots in game two against Golden State. So those two guys are getting it done. Another issue, though, is Gerald Green and Amon Shumpert. You're trying to give them some minutes. You need you need some time from some other guys on the bench. But Green and Shumpert, it, it hasn't been good with either one of those guys. Gerald Green did hit a couple of shots in each of the games. But defensively, there's some times where he, he didn't get back on defense or there's been some miscommunications. Amon Shumpert, you know, just IQ-wise, he's not good defensively. And offensively, he doesn't give you much of anything. He's a terrible three-point shooter. I, I don't understand the move of just getting rid of Brandon Knight and a first-round pick for Iman Shepard. It didn't make sense to me at the time from what I, I had seen of Iman Shepard. I thought they, they needed to get somebody better if you were going to give away that first-round pick. but Because just getting you know five, six, seven, eight minutes in the playoffs from Iman Shepard of, of, of poor to you know, mediocre to poor play, it isn't worth giving up a first-round pick. You know, If they were going to give that first-round pick and a Brandon Knight, I was hoping they could get something a little bit better than somebody like Amon Shumpert. I don't know what was out there. Um, obviously, you know, he's a he's a body, but I don't know if you're any better or worse with him out there than a Gary Clark or, you know, whoever you could find to stick out there. So, you know, that that's that's part of the story too with the Rockets. But just overall, you know, it's frustrating because they got to this point and, and and they've had some just serious bad luck like they did last year with Chris Paul's injury. Once again, things have not gone as well as you would like as far as just good fortune. And you have to have just all the dominoes fall into place because, you know, you got to give Golden State credit. Not only are they super talented and they've got all the shooters and everything like that, but defensively in this series, they've been on point. Their rotations have been perfect. They, they've rarely messed that up. Uh, everything that they've done uh, from a defensive standpoint, just frustrating the Rockets. Uh, could the Rockets do some things a little bit differently? Possibly, yes. But, you know, you have to also give Golden State credit. I mean, they, they are tight everywhere on the floor defensively. And even those, there's been some things offensively that haven't gone their way. They have the ultimate X factor. Kevin Durant, you know, just... You know, he's he's one of the best players in the NBA, if not the best player in the NBA right now. And Kevin Durant, impossible to stop for the Rockets. I mean, they, they there is no answer. Most teams don't have an answer. You have a seven-footer that can make the kind of shots that he can make. Uh, it, it's impossible to stop. And even with Steph Curry struggling, he banged his ham up a little a little bit in game two. Uh, you know, you just you, you just can't stop Kevin Durant. And that that's a real X factor. And the Rockets don't have that guy. You would hope it's James Harden. But James Harden doesn't have the length to just shoot over anybody the way a Kevin Durant does. And and Kevin Durant, you know, for that matter, is a better X factor in the playoffs, better player in the playoffs, period, than 
James Harden is. And, and, and that's not going to change because James Harden can't grow. He's not going to get any taller. But anyway, just some quick thoughts on this series. You know, I, I hate to say it, but look, the Rockets beating Golden State, beating this team four out of five games. It's it's I mean, I feel like it's impossible. I mean, the Rockets are are back where they were last year. But, you know, it's it's even more frustrating because it's two years in a row that, you know, just uh, a lot of thi- things didn't line up. And the, that Chris Paul injury last year, I mean, we'll never know what would have happened. But, uh, you know, they maybe they can salvage a, a game or two and, and not get swept. But at this point, you know, the sweep is definitely in play. Uh, the, the Golden State, if, if they continue this style of play, their defense continues to be this good. The Rockets, uh, you know, got to hope that James Harden can recover a little bit from his eyes and, you know, have a really extraordinary game, at least one or two of those before the series is over with and, and give you the James Harden that we saw all year, the MVP James Harden, uh, MVP caliber. But, uh, yeah, this this series, it, it looks over. I, I, I do think there are a couple teams out east that can give Golden State more of a challenge than maybe the Rockets can. Uh, but the Rockets just, uh, they don't have it. They needed uh, some of their best players to play a little bit better, like I said. But uh, we'll catch up with you later. Hopefully next time we talk about the Rockets, I've got RG back here with me. Also, uh, don't forget, go into the archive. Uh, if you haven't, and if you missed it, we put up a show on the seventh round pick, Cullen Gillespie for the Houston Texans. A little deep dive into him with, somebody that covered him with the Aggies at our friend Taylor Travis. Also, we talked to Aaron Reese, if you missed it earlier this week, with The Athletic, who covers the Texans, just looking over at the entire Texans draft. And, and uh, we're going to talk more about the Texans and the draft as the offseason progresses. But uh, go back into the archives, look at all of that. That's all I got for sort of an abbreviated post game. It's just me. Sorry for the rambling, but... I know you guys want to hear a little bit of thoughts on this game, and uh, we're going to talk to you again uh, in a couple of days. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.